Hi, my name is William Bausch. Some of you know me as Beaver. Which is a long story of naively sadistic parents and one dim-witted child. Another time, perhaps? This is my podcast, which I'm calling Counting Measures, Passing Notes. I'll explain the title in a minute, but basically I want to talk about music, education, and places those two subjects converge, and I want to talk about them with a few different groups of people. People who taught me, people who taught alongside me, and people who allegedly were taught by me. So since it's all about me, here's a little bit more about, well, me. I'm a drummer. I play some guitar, some keyboards, a little bit of flute now, and I've been a music teacher in New York City for the past 26 years. Some of the time, I loved my job. Most of the time, I liked it, usually in proportion to the time I got to spend with kids versus the time I had to spend with adults. And a little bit of the time, I freaking hated it. Will I curse on this thing? Probably at some point, but I'm going to try to avoid it. I spend too much time with a toddler to put up with that stuff. I rarely have had what I consider a normal music teaching gig. And honestly, when I did have one like that, it was not a great fit. I've begun to think of it as a drummer's curse. You work your buttocks off to develop a sense of rhythm, or time, tempo, hopefully of groove and feel and a bunch of different styles, not to mention develop some independence and facility on your instruments. And for what? To be a good drummer, I suppose. And while all these skills are helpful to any musician, they don't translate as easily to music education. Clarinet players can apply their skills to a bunch of other instruments in their woodwind family, as can brass players. Pianists can accompany their choirs, hopefully pick up some vocal technique on the way. But I always felt like I was starting from scratch, despite years of musical study and experience. So after a few choir gigs, dealing with the shifting New York City license requirements for teachers, etc., I ended up in Harlem teaching some kind of music theory course at the now sadly defunct Choir Academy of Harlem. I used a kitty glockenspiel, the one with the big wooden removable bars, because it was all I had. The founder and director of the Boys Choir of Harlem saw me doing this at some point, and uh, they had a gig with the New York Philharmonic doing Carmina Burana or something, and so he offered to uh, get a bunch of ORF instruments if I could, you know, teach them some of those parts. And was I interested in that? And I said, sure, why not? So uh, that Carmina performance never materialized, at least for me and my kids. I don't know if the choir ever performed it. But over the next few years, I wrote a bunch of little three-part arrangements of music in various styles, and the kids and I had a great time reading and making music. Well, I had a great time. Maybe the kids were just really good sports. You know, how kids will just go along with stuff that bores them without causing any kind of behavioral adventure? Maybe that was the case. But probably not. I had small to super small classes, and while my management was not awesome, I was young and had a high threshold for pain, or at least some forms of disrespect. I also had the patience to weather through it and build relationships with the kids. After eight years there, I moved on to a charter school in the South Bronx. I was recruited by folks who had worked alongside me, so they had an idea of what they were getting. I, on the other hand, was not so sure I hadn't completely destroyed my life. 
but given time, supportive colleagues and administration and some very cool kids seem like a good gig. And we developed a pretty great artistic program with some awesome collaborations and awesome collaborators. Ten years later, that school was taken over by another charter network. At the same time, my surprise entry into the world of parenting transpired. The school hours were to be longer. The program we had built did not look like it would survive the transition to the new school. So I jumped back to a public school, this time in Brooklyn. That was two years ago. Now I don't teach anymore. Enough backstory? Wait, why don't I teach anymore, you might ask? Well, without being too graphic, one, the simultaneous transitions to fatherhood and new school were neither easy nor smooth, and two, the zeal and cruelty with which my new administrators applied their observational trade left little of the joy of the job or my self-esteem. So I quit. There's more, but let's leave some mystery for later on, shall we? So here I am. After 26 years of doing this one thing, now what do I do? For some reason, I want to talk about it. Process it. I don't really want to rant or complain or look for validation for all the ways that I've been, shall we say, wronged. Well, you know, a little validation is always welcome, but I digress. I want to talk about it because I feel incredibly fortunate, both to be in the position I am in, and to have shared a classroom and career with so many amazing people. And I want to talk to them about their lives and experiences. So back to the title. Counting measures, passing notes. Do you like it? I worked pretty hard on it, and I did have some help. Both halves of the title have multiple meetings. Counting measures is something that classical percussionists do a lot. Waiting for that magic triangle thwack, cymbal crash, or what have you to arrive. And I'm also counting the various forms of measuring the, quote, effectiveness of a teacher. Oh, what fun. <sighs> and the passing notes part, thank you, Menon, can be A, a reference to music theory. That's a note that is in between two chord tones. It's used to make a melodic transition. B, the time-honored tradition of passing notes in class, you know, behind the teacher's back, that kind of thing, or in front of his face. And C, the idea of sharing information and experiences between generations and peoples. So that's what I'm going for. And I'm starting at the beginning, which for me was in Newtown, Connecticut. I was able to chat with the pioneer and architect of the entire Newtown music program, Joe Grasso, about his work and life. His daughter Amy joined in the conversation, and she's a band director too. So, you know, lots of band talk. And I got to hang out with the Newtown High School institution that is Robert Dilzer, social studies and religions of man guru in residence from 1965 to 1999, and still mentoring and tormenting kids of all ages up on the Cape of the Cod. So if you went to NHS, that's Newtown High School, anywhere in that 30-odd year window, you might be interested in checking these things out. And if you want to find me, I'm on Facebook. I haven't figured out Twitter or why I should care. Maybe that will change. But my website is bivaproductions.jimdo.com. That's B-V-A productions.jimdo.com. All that info should be in the show notes if I get that together. Alrighty then. Thanks for listening. If you end up liking any of this stuff, it would be great if you could click some official like button somewhere. 
as uh, that's how society measures value these days, and I'm all about the measurements. All right, then. Take care. Thanks. Bye.